0: time now for sports on 104.7 the cave here's ned reynolds mike the intern ned reynolds back in the studio thank god it's friday (laughs) so i got my red on it's red friday chiefs heading west to denver mile high stadium and how's the weather looking in denver
1: actually it'll be i think pretty fair for denver at this time of the year and uh, what do they call it now? Port Authority, I think it is. Not Mile High anymore. Well, it's Mile High. Just <laughs> like it's
0: Arrowhead. Forever and ever and ever. Not E H No, I don't, they, they're not paying me to say it, so <laughs> I, it's Arrowhead. Until they
1: start paying me to say it, it's Arrowhead, baby. Anyway, it looks like it'll be cold, but uh, the no, the snow that's expected out in Denver is probably not going to be till tomorrow night. At least that's what they say. So it should be pretty ideal conditions for football if you like the cold weather. And certainly the Broncos do. They work out in it. And the Chiefs have been all week long. So other than that, I think it'll be a pretty good football game. The Chiefs, of course, maintain a huge level of favoritism in this one. And I really think that's the way it's going to go. We should have a lot of fun in this one. Chiefs need to win it, a loss. And then they do lose any kind of chance. A win at least gives them a chance to maybe get home field advantage, but all that remains to be seen. Anyway, that game is tomorrow, and it looks like it should be fairly good conditions for football.
0: Yeah, and it's going to be a big weekend. we got that game on Saturday. Ned Talk starts at 1 o'clock. Game is just a little after 3, and if the Chiefs win in Denver, then we all wake up on Sunday and root for the Texans <laughs> in Houston because... Uh, that's going to be a big one. And if the Texans can pull it off, I mean, you know, it's football, man. You play to your team, It uh, anything can happen. We we
1: might be back in a good spot. But, uh, again, the Chiefs need to win regardless. Well, that's exactly right. They do need a win to maintain any kind of momentum. They should have won last week and did not. So we'll see what kind of a carryover there is.
0: So Antonio Brown, <laughs> the whole situation with that uh, craziness over the weekend, you know, um, I actually had heard that early on. Someone was talking about that he was upset that he was getting forced and he was hurt, and then it actually came out, I did an interview, and said, yeah, that's what the deal was. You know, that's unfortunate, and I can agree for him. I can see where you'd get upset about that, but uh, throwing a tantrum on the field like that uh, is not what professionals
1: Furthermore, do. Furthermore, that was not his first story. His first story was that the Buccaneers were keeping him out of the action so he couldn't collect on his bonuses. He had, he had to catch a number of passes to get $333,000 bonus and then another one to get another, it turned out to be a million dollars in bonuses. And he said, the Buccaneers are keeping me out of the action and they won't let me get those bonuses. That was story number one. Now he says, an injured ankle and he couldn't play and they were forcing him into the action. You know how far this is going to go. The National Football League Players Association says they'll investigate, but hey, this guy's gonzo. He needs help.
0: You know what, big props to Mike Tomlin because Mike Tomlin was arguably the only guy in the National Football League that was able to handle Antonio Brown for as long as he did. And and he did for a while. And he did uh, for a while. while. And uh, you just got to look at Mike Tomlin and say, God, I don't know how the hell you did it, man. I don't know how the hell he did it. He
1: also didn't keep you. Well, I
0: mean, mean, you know, he he did it for a while. But uh, I'm, I'm sure we've all had relationships with crazy, significant others that lasted. They were great for a little bit, but then it just turned south real quick. Um, So yeah, that's just a a Really interesting situation Uh, I don't think he lands anywhere, do
1: you? Who'd want him? I don't know I he's, don't know who's he's, crazy he's, enough. He might be a he's a, case, he, he's a head case, Mike. He's a head case. Would you want a head case in here? No. No, no way. Heavens no. It's, it's, he needs help. He yeah, needs some definitely. kind of psychiatric care. The guy has lost it. Definitely. Well, uh, let's talk about something else. Uh, college football FCS title game tomorrow, and that's going to be a great one. It really is. It should be a terrific football game. This is the 1AA, or FCS like they call it. 1AA is a whole lot easier to say. And it is the eight-time champion from the Missouri Valley Conference, North Dakota State. North Dakota State has been there. They're a seasoned team. In all honesty, they may not be quite as good as they've been in the past when Carson Wentz was quarterback and Easton Stick and some of these other outstanding Trey Lance. Mm-hmm. They may not be quite as good now. They're still pretty doggone good. When the Bears went up there to play them this year, the Bears had them beat, had them beat 21-7, to lost the game, 24-21, to 21, I believe it was, or 24-17, whatever, I've forgotten the final score. But Missouri State was right in there, ready to claim a big victory, and couldn't do it. Why couldn't they do it? A lot of it's tradition, because North Dakota State has a lot of it. And now here are the bison, and they call them with a Z up there, B-I-Z-O-N. It's supposed to be bison, but... The Bison are a a seven-and-a-half-point favorite over Montana State. This is the Bison against the Grizzlies. This (laughs) would be pretty good. Montana State was the team the Bears were going to play had they won their first playoff game. Would have gone out to Bozeman and played them out there. Montana State's good, a very good team. And the fact that North Dakota State is probably not as strong as they have been in the past. Still, you have to like this team from the Missouri Valley Conference. This is uh, arguably the strongest conference in 1AA football in America. Had six representatives in yeah. the playoffs this year, including Missouri State. Mm-hmm. And next year when they come back, uh, it's going to be pretty good. It pretty is. Pretty good
0: football. It really is. Uh, and that's, it's a good thing for us, and it's a good thing that Missouri State is keeping up with that wave. So we've talked about the FCS championship last hour. And after that, we've got you know the NFL all week, and then we got one more day college football's biggest night
1: Monday night who is your favorite well it's a great game it's Alabama versus Georgia and this is a rematch they played back earlier this in in December they played about oh I'm going to guess about six weeks ago five or six weeks ago in the Southeastern Conference Championship game and Alabama was an underdog and Alabama came on to win that game big over Georgia all right this time when you take a look at it Georgia is again a three-point favorite Georgia won the semifinal game, beat Michigan, and beat them rather handily, 34-11. to Alabama defeated Cincinnati, and it's a pretty good Cincinnati football team. Beat them rather methodically, 27-3 was the final, and holding down a Cincinnati team that had a lot, of, a lot of offensive options. All right, Georgia, still a three-point favorite. I'm right now, and we may change this by Monday, but I'm leaning toward the Tide. The Tide is a defending national champs, they play. They just been there. They know what to do. Georgia, under Coach Smart, who is a, a former Nick Saban coaching assistant, uh, has a very, very solid football team. They played Alabama once, and they know what happened to them in that game. In Alabama passed them to death, is what it was. All right, how do they change? I guess you get new players. (laughs) It's a little too late for that now. But the fact is, I think it'll be a very, very good football game. Very good game.
0: Yeah, it's definitely going to be a good one. Hopefully Georgia makes some adjustments because they they did get the pass to death is probably the best way to
1: describe that. That's how the Heisman Trophy, uh, uh, Bryce Young won it for them for Alabama. He was able to throw. They didn't put a lot of pressure on him. They couldn't because that Alabama offensive line is massive. And it held out Georgia pretty well. So we'll see what happens on Monday night, but it should be a lot of fun. I'm leaning right now toward Bama.
0: Well, we'll see what happens. You definitely could change your mind between now and that. It is your right as an American. (laughs) Now, we uh, had finally the uh, jury men's basketball team back out on the court after having to postpone earlier this week. Both teams actually played yesterday. How'd they do?
1: Well, this was Drury men's, the Panthers' first game of the new year. They hadn't played at all. They've had a couple of games canceled, and they are canceled. Canceled, not postponed, but did go to Springfield, Illinois to play last night against Illinois Springfield, and the home team won. It was Illinois Springfield 80, Drury 76, so Drury is looking for their first win of the year. It will not come tomorrow because that game has already been canceled, Uh. not by Drury, by Lewis College out of Romeoville, which is a suburb of Chicago. Uh, They're coming in here to play. Lady Panthers did get a win. It was 65 to 54 over Illinois Springfield last night. Their game tomorrow at the O'Reilly Family Event Center is still on. There's no no problems there. They'll be here. But the men's game has already been canceled. So the next time the jury plays, still looking for their first win of 2022, will be Thursday night of this coming week. Man. Crazy start to the year for those guys. Yeah, we're going through that pandemic and a lot of cancellations yeah. and postponements and so forth. And so, Lady Bears were to play tonight; their game's postponed.
0: Man, it's crazy. So, what are you going to do tonight? <laughs> a Little training, I guess, huh? Well,
1: yeah, we're meeting with the celebrities coming into town tonight for a little event tomorrow night. Just say hello and tell them what's going to happen. AKA some training. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, last but not
0: least, uh, don't do too much training because you got to work tomorrow night here. Ned Talk starts at 1.
1: It does. This is uh, a little bit out of the norm, and it wasn't planned this way until the major TV networks decided they were going to flex the game. But the Chiefs play tomorrow afternoon, a Saturday afternoon game. And Ned Talk, which is the first of the pregame shows, will begin at 1 o'clock. We do it live, folks, and we'd like to hear from you on those shows. But we'll be in here, talk a little football, talk a lot of uh, other sports. And it'll begin at 1 o'clock, run from 1 to 2. Then we join the Chiefs Network for the 2-3, to or actually a little bit over 3, pregame show. Then the Chiefs and the Broncos, and then whatever happens afterwards, which is the postgame show. Art Haynes from Mm -hmm. here in town is the one who hosts all of that. Uh, Interesting game. The Chiefs are a 10-point favorite going into this one tomorrow. Should beat Denver. We're able to handle uh, Denver pretty well in Kansas City. Should be able to handle them here doesn't necessarily gain the Chiefs anything. Well, it does, too, because it gains them a better seating if they win. But it doesn't gain them the home field advantage that they're looking for unless the Tennessee Titans lose on Sunday. And we'll talk all about that
0: tomorrow. Yeah, for sure. And like I said, there's a lot of things that can happen. The Chiefs need to win. Go Texans. And uh, it's going to be crazy between L.A. and Vegas, too. That's going to be an interesting game as well. Ned, you have a great Friday. Not too much training tonight, sir. I'll see you tomorrow.